Hey, Gabriel Blake. Hey, Gabriel Jose. Where are we today? I'm in the Tenderloin under state oh. of emergency. A state of emergency? Why? It's to clean up the streets. Thanks, oh. London <laughs> I love that. So wait, they declared like a state of emergency for cleaning the streets. It's almost like as if there's like plutonium or any kind of nuclear residue. Clean up the streets, meaning arrest drug users, address, uh, arrest drug dealers, get more police presence, like the budgeting. That's basically what the state of emergency was for. Wow. Okay. No, that's cool. We're happy to hear that. That's pretty impressive. I never expected that that would happen. So, no, right. uh, did the DA well? We can just talk about this. I don't think that we need to just like record this for posterity. <laughs> but uh, I'm in Chicago, and today I forgot I sent you like some pictures. Today we have like probably a feet of snow or a tiny bit more than a feet of snow, and it looks lovely when you leave the place. Then, when you have to walk through it, and when it's still snowing, and there is like a, a snowstorm. <laughs> And it's just like hitting your face non-stop is not so lovely. And I then warned you. I warned you for a long time. It's fine. It's fine. I will put up with that more than many other things that I had to put up for 10 years. I'll give you my ski goggles when you come. You <laughs> That's fair. Uh, what did we watch today? This was my pick. Um, yeah. Why did I pick this film? We never watched documentaries. We watched a film called Flea, which is a Danish film um, about a young boy and his family trying to escape, like roughly 1989, 1990 Afghanistan when the Taliban was coming in. Work, and, yeah. people. Um, and he and his family tried to, through Russia, escape Afghanistan and eventually try to get to Scandinavia where they want to claim Asylum. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it was like so much about asylum, you know, and it was a bit more about like they want to just smuggle there and live there. Yes. But you saw when he got to Denmark. He yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he said refugee and he actually made up a story. So if they actually had like run away all of them together, they couldn't have got it because he was a minor, so who cares about that? But uh, yeah, so as this was our pick, I guess that I have to summarize it. Albeit, I think that we already said more of is to be said about That's, this. I mean, there, the, there are more details to the journey. Yeah. But that's essentially the story. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. So I think that there are like only two more details to mention. Uh, it's animated. I think that you didn't mention that. Is that that's pretty uncommon about like a documentary being animated, but I guess that one of the reasons is because they try to keep the confidentiality about like who these people are, you know, because partially is like. And I just looked on the IMDb page, they use voice actors. It's not even his real voice, apparently. Wow, yeah. That, but they list actors for the different ages he is, and I there's no actors in it, so I'm guessing it's voice actors. Right, that's a bit of a disappointment because they change the name, they change like, some details, you know. And if you actually think about like everything that happens to them, like when they go on the uh, on the boat, and then they send them to Lithuania or Estonia, I don't remember. Well, and they the Estonian Coast Guard. Estonia, yeah, yeah. It's like and they live there for a while in a 
you know, like falling apart house, is they probably you can narrow down exactly who it was if all of this was registered. So they made up like the names, and uh, the other part is like the main character is gay, but it doesn't matter that he's gay. It doesn't influence the story until the end. I will say that I I, I don't want to give spoilers in this since it's still in theaters. Um, but there is a moment where being gay is so relevant, and it was the one moment in the movie that really touched me. I was like, oh. "What did it touch you?" Point me. In my heart. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, was that like the uh, like the conversation with the family? It's when his brother he comes out to his family, and his brother makes yeah. this gesture that's just so sweet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like that. I find it sweet. It was a bit gimmicky, let's say. If it's true, it's fantastic. If they like judged that up, fuck you, man. Yeah, well, what I mean is like I think that it's a bit more like synthetic and not denying that they did like something like that, you know? And I don't want to spoil too much, but I felt like this is pretty like for creating this reaction in the audience. You know, but it's like if someone does the thing is that, for example, if you think about like someone being gay in Afghanistan, is that like you could have requested asylum on that. You know, they they he never gets like discriminated by that. He never lives any kind of gay life or anything. So I felt like from my perspective, is that the only relevance for this for this whole story about being gay is like when he comes out, and when he actually comes out. It wouldn't matter if you are like a refugee from Afghanistan or not for having this reaction in your family. Yeah, I. So I'm just gonna say I was not impressed by this film, and <laughs> I'm shocked it has such good reviews. Shocked. Um, which the reviews played a big part in why I wanted to watch it. I struggled so long trying to figure out what made so well reviewed. And I was like, are they trying to like draw this metaphor of him living in trauma basically and having to lie about who he is and how he got to Denmark as the same thing as hiding and lying about who he is as gay? And if that was intentional, it wasn't that strong of no. like a presence in the film. No, because I think that it doesn't develop any of those factors, you know? Is that because the part about being gay is like what I told you is that you can forget it. It's like, yeah, it's cute, you know, and sometimes you just laugh out loud, like the Van Damme fantasy. It's like so awkward, you know, from the perspective of how we perceive Jean Claude Van Damme. But it's like he it was cute in some aspect of it. But he doesn't have like any kind of discrimination associated with it. So from that perspective, I feel like what is the point of it? And then when he talks about like, hey, I had to lie for just getting asylum here saying that my family was there. And yes, we are like just spoiling everything, but it's a documentary, sure. There's no real like reason for hiding things on this. That's... He actually talked early on in the film about how he used to wear his sister's clothing as a youth and nobody ever- Nobody, exactly, you know. And it's not about like, oh, you know, and this created a trauma, you know, and he kept exploring. Absolutely nothing. There is nothing. The family is super accepting. How progressive Afghanistan was before the regime came in? Was that the point? I honestly don't know, because you also have, if you want to do that, 
you know, I was talking with my boyfriend about this after watching it. It's like, there is Persepolis, and it's another animated movie. It's based on a graphic novel, but it's about like how Iran. Did you watch it? No, but obviously I thought about it when this film. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's about like how Iran did the transition into just being like super conservative, but how progressive it used to be, you know? And it's like, I see that because that's the point of that movie. I'm not sure what the point of this movie is because it doesn't dive too deep in any of the potential aspects it's not about like just displacement it's not about being gay it's not about having to lie it's not about adapting to a different culture it's about like details of melodies it's about like the idea they probably sanitized some of the details about the like human traffickers because it it's just like there wasn't anything shocking there wasn't anything I don't know. For like the first 45 minutes, I thought, why are there such major pacing issues here? Like I was bored. Oh, yeah. And when the film ended, I was like, oh, they had pacing issues because there's not much of a story here. They had to yep. just stretch out a feature length. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think that is that the story, I didn't feel like too interested about it. The only thing that really like touched me per se, it was, but it's not related about like this event. It's about like, hey, I am having a problem with actually selling down somewhere. I feel like I'm always like just fleeing in my life. But it's like, you have been at the same time, like living for 15 years in Denmark. I think that's pretty much settled up. You know, it's not about like just running away. It's not like just feeling any kind of threat or anything. It's, it was a bit more like, I would like to see a movie that is about a person that feels like that. This is not the movie. Yeah, and his whole like, they try to make him afraid of commitment even though he's in a committed relationship he's just afraid yeah. of like buying a house and moving out of a city yeah i just i don't get it because the thing is that he was like just putting his career before any partner or anything like that and it's like cool explore this and like, no enough i already gave you everything that i'm going to be giving you about this topic and then I don't know how many. We're just gonna spoiler alert. Stop listening here yeah. if you're gonna. And then like the partner just buys a house for them, and they're like, "Oh, it's got a raspberry patch. I guess we'll stay here forever." Yep, yep. I don't know, man. I I agree with you. I felt like this. And I'm going to be like just saying like something of the questions is like this is extremely forgettable movie. It's like I'm not talking about like six months. I'm talking about two, two months. I'm not going to remember that it was this. And it's one of those things that. We discussed several times, and I, you know, like my position about documentaries. That is, that I feel like documentaries most of the time is a way of manipulating reality for just creating some kind of message. It's not about like just observing an objective way what has happened in reality. And this one is like you don't even succeed about like just manipulating what happened for coming out with a message because there is no message. There is nothing. There is no like converging towards a specific, you know, like note or something. It's, it's also interesting so that the filmmaker the director who interviews Amin right Amin 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 yeah um, they were childhood friends and they grew up together in Denmark and he always wanted to, him to tell his story but he refused to tell for years until he was finally ready but like he inserts himself into the narrative several times in a way that I felt was like if he, that's like not objective documentary making well I because I questions weird but I think that is just truly objective 
documentary making doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, but he, he was just not, yeah. He put himself <laughs> in the documentary. <laughs> no, he didn't even try. Is that like he was not even like just you know like playing coy. Is like I'm part of this story. Is like well, your part is not that big per se because they only have like that scene in the train and a couple of small ones along the way. But he's not an important character because basically like the life, the life when he actually gets to uh, Denmark. It's not that important, no. There is not so much thing. Besides, they don't even you know? talk about it because he arrives there without his family. They've never really explained what happened to him when he went to the state and said, "I'm a refugee." They don't address it at all. Somehow he just ended up a doctoral candidate at Princeton, but they don't even talk about how he got into college or what his doctorate was in or anything. No, it's it's a disjointed documentary. It's a bit more, it's almost like, you know, like the first pass is that, hey, I'm going to be like interviewing you for six hours, give me stuff. And then I'm going to be like just creating a story. It's like, yeah, with six hours is when you actually get the signal about like what part of the story that you want to focus on. And you don't know it. At this point, I watched the movies that I have no idea what you were trying to focus on. Because as a character, you didn't like develop it enough for actually just addressing those fear of commitment issues or, you know, like the priorities that he has in his life. You don't develop about like what is being gay in a Middle Eastern country or even in Russia because he never acts into just being gay. So I I don't get it, man. I mean, I felt like just confused and not peace. But it's what I told you after I finished watching. It's like, look, we need to watch this movie, this other movie that we will talk about later, because I need to just wash off like the kind of corny, cheesy flavor from my mouth. I texted you immediately after I left the theater. Just oh, yeah, like, they had thoughts. I mean, I didn't share any any opinion. I didn't want to influence you, but I was like, I hope that as gay bros, we're both as disappointed in this movie as I am. Uh, the thing is, like, I didn't have any kind of expectations. You know, it's a documentary, and you know how I feel. It's like it's really hard to make a documentary that in mind that it blows my mind. So but there's for... about this being nominated for best best documentary. Like, I, I don't see it. What's there? I will see it because there is nothing else. It's a documentary. It's like it's such a genre, such a. I'm going to say it. I'm sorry, if someone in the audience love documentaries. I feel like it's a mediocre genre. So as long as you do something that is digestible the last 90 minutes, you're going to get nominated. They have been like amazing documentaries, but usually like half of the candidates is like, oh, this will be nominated. This, there is no real value to it. Yeah, no, you're completely right. And I actually, I literally can't name any of the best documentary Oscar winners. 13. I don't know what that is. With the, about the Thirteenth Amendment, that is on Netflix. Yeah, that one is good. It's from 2016, and I think. Oh, my oh it was. One last year. Which one? My octopus teacher. Oh, gotcha. Actually, it was only nominated, and it didn't win. It was Howard oh, Bernay. Nominees. I loved that documentary. That touched my cold dead heart. <laughs> the octopus teacher. Okay. I mean, Oscar, who won that year? The documentaries. Yeah. Well, overall, I agree with you. I think. Oh, in nineteen seventy, the right, the right documentary won, which, in my opinion, is probably the best 
documentary I've ever seen. And nobody is interviewed. It's just a camera filming what happened at Woodstock. So there's no, no like, they're not trying to push an opinion. They're just saying, hey, this happened. We documented it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's great because it doesn't create any kind of opinion per se. But, and I think that that's like the way of making documentaries, but most, most, uh, how do you say, like documentary makers, they are like too biased that they want to just put the imprint of their perspective on the story. That's the reason why I think that for me, this is a minor genre inside of cinema documentary. Yeah, for me, I don't feel as strongly about documentaries. I think I watch a few more than you, but I agree. It's not a strong genre, and Flea is particularly not a strong documentary, I think. <laughs> I, yeah, I agree. I was checking another documentary that I like uh, is Exit Through the Gifts of. And it was nominated, but it didn't win. The what? It's hotly contested. If that was even real. Oh, yeah. 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 I I don't deny it. You know, it's like it's a bit more like this played out like pretty well, you know, for just having a really nice wrap up story for the documentary. but no, I remember I like Icarus. Columbine, which was a piece. Oh, I, let's not talk about Michael. Moore. No, I don't like. I don't like Michael Moore. You know, I remember there was like a boom on popularity when he did Bowling for Columbine in Spain. It's like the people that they were like left winger. They were like crazy about it, and I left winger. But I was like, this a bit demagogic. You know, it's a bit more like I don't know what is like the value of this. It's like I I get it, but I don't know. Would you just take everything to the absurd? I don't know if you remember how that film ended, but he he spotlit a, a black woman who was having to take a bus ride like two hours each way to and from work, and he was trying to blame that on Columbine somehow. And I was like, none of this makes sense. Just <laughs> <laughs> the magogi man. It's like, hey, now I have. I'm on top of my shop box. Is my moment to sign. So I was that one, and then the rest I was like, I'm never going to be watching another Michael Moore documentary. I'm really sorry. I'm happy that these things exist, but we can do better as a society. And that's really good. Michael Moore is a great example of somebody who's pushing an agenda, not trying to document things. Yeah, yeah. So that's the problem that I have with the genre. And I don't think that that's ever going to change. There was like this Netflix one about like uh, Icarus, was it? It was about doping. Yeah, that one won. I was scared. Yeah. I didn't see yeah. that. I did watch it. I don't remember it. Uh, I don't remember anything else, dude. It's a clever name, though. I like it. Icarus. <laughs> they fly like too close to the sun. Yep. <laughs> what is the name? The guy. The uh, Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God. Well, this is interesting because I agree with you that Flea is one hundred percent forgettable. And for whatever reason, 20 years later, I can remember the ending of Bowling for Columbine. And I agree, in two months, I will not remember what happened in Flea. <laughs> but look, but that's, look, when we actually talk about like our, uh, our questions, we're not talking that if we say yes, the movie is amazing. You know, that it's like, oh, if we say yes to all the questions, yeah. that means that the movie is perfect. Because it's like someone, something can be timely, something can be forgettable, something, that doesn't mean that it's going to be like bad per se. In this case, it's like, it's not transcendental. 
from yep. my perspective, I think that there has been like way many more stories that they cover exactly these topics in a better way. Agreed, 100%. And the problem is that when you do a, a documentary is that you better know that this story deserves to be counted, you know, that deserves to be told. And I I don't think that it doesn't deserve to be told, but if this is like everything that is to this story, I could have done something better with my hour and a half, that at least it was only one hour and a half. It was mercifully short. <laughs> mercifully short. I love that term. After the after the first 45 minutes where I was just bored, I honestly think I might have walked out of the film if we hadn't agreed to review it, just because I was like, I'd, I'd rather go home and play God of War. I don't know. The worst part is that actually uh, we have this membership to the Genesis Golf in theater, one of the best theaters out there. And we miss, because we live like farther away, far away from it, we miss the last showing. So we had to go to our landmark around the corner and we ended up paying like double, 2.5x like the price for just watching it compared to the six bucks that it would have been like watching it at the Genesis Golf. Well, that makes me feel worse because I didn't even want to ask you to go to the movie theater and then you had to pay a lot. <laughs> I mean, it was not a lot, you know, it was like just 14 bucks or something. Yeah. It was not like ANC, ANC in a Saturday night. On the bright side, I will say that our collection, like your and mine favorite theater in San Francisco just reopened after a major remodel. And this is the first film I've seen in it since it reopened. So that was nice. I got to go back there. Okay, no, that's cool. So it was full of uh, senior citizens falling asleep. Uh, we were the only two people in the theater, and it was in the big theater where there's a couple hundred seats. <laughs> oh my, wait, they have like a large one now? They didn't change any of the theaters. So they have like the four really soft, yeah, small yeah. ones, 15 seats in it each. And then they have two big ones, which are against the wall, like away from the entrance. Was we 100 seats? I'm I'm just guessing. I would okay. guess there's a hundred because well, no, 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 like no. at least there are ten rows. Yeah, yeah, no, you may be right. The only thing is that like, I've never seen them full. It's like I've never seen at the Opera Plaza more than ten people. Yep. Never. We didn't see a single other customer while we were there. That being said, we went on a Thursday night, so. I think that actually. Yeah, I think at the time that I saw the most people at the theater was with the salesman, the death of a salesman. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I think they show the shorts there, the Academy Award nominated shorts. That seems to be pretty popular. Mm, okay, yeah, the time the time that I went, it was like, yeah, it was like six people because the thing is that they also played at the uh, landmark, you know? At the Embarcadero. At Embarcadero, yeah. So, is the Embarcadero one is not that it's like exploding, but it's like if you can choose between both cinemas, which one would you go? I would. I mean, you could go to the opera because it's like around the corner. But I would but, also try and support the opera. In my opinion, they play the best, the highest caliber yeah. films in San Francisco. So. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And I, I hate that landmark. I think that this didn't used to happen before, but landmark now he plays like all the Marvel movies. He plays like basically a subset of the movies from AMC. Here, the other day, they were still playing like the Spider-Man movie. No way. Home. Wow. Interesting. I just went and saw something at Embarcadero. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't think that is like relevant for this movie. Should we go over the questions? Let's go over. That's uh, longer than probably Flea went. So. Yeah. Uh, would you watch it again? No. 
Yeah, no, sorry. Uh, would you recommend it? No, <laughs> not for me too. Uh, could you remember it? No. Oh crap! I cannot write because we are like going way too fast, like saying no. Uh, is there anything artistic about it? Yeah, the animation was interesting. It wasn't straightforward animation. There was some experimental stuff in there. Um, I respect the attempt. I think they were trying really hard how like how do we protect this guy's identity and do, how do we show the horrors of war and human trafficking? Yeah. I don't think it was completely successful, but there there is artistic stuff in the animation. I'm going to say no. I'm <gasps> going to say no because actually doing animation is not enough by itself for actually saying that it's artistic. And when you start with take on me by a ha, and you do exactly the same style as they did. On this, you know, more, more like comic stuff is that, dude, you are not even creative. Is that this is not a homemade, is that this is lazy. I didn't see, yeah, I didn't see anything, you know, even from the animation perspective that I felt is like, this has been cool. And the uh, clunky animation, did you watch? And I know, I know, I'm going to be the mention a Marvel movie, but did you watch uh, a Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse? I did. They did some cool stuff. But they do exactly the same kind of style that is like, this is not a smooth animation, but it works. Somehow it works. And they use that. But on this case, they use it in a bit more cheap kind of way. Like, yeah, we don't want to pay any mirrors much. So we just make it clunky. That's fair. I'm going to keep my answer as yes, but I don't disagree with anything you said. Yeah, yeah no, I, I didn't want to change that. We're just mentioning. Uh, is it a timeless piece? Yes. I mean, there are some events that root it in the time, the fall of the USSR, the Taliban invasion, but um, I think this movie will ju be just as bland and boring in 100 years as it was in 2022. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's, for me, it's timeless from the perspective of what is like the root of the story, you know, about like refugees, is that that concept is always going to be existing, but that doesn't mean that it's like important or anything. It's just timeless. The value is going to be the same whenever you watch it in time. Uh, would you turn this into a TV show? Absolutely not. I would turn this into a short. <laughs> Come on. If that had been like a seven minute short, it would have been like, oh, interesting. So the thing is that they could have done like a, a short, you know, with this. They would have, well, as I told you, they probably going to be like getting nominated because there is not enough movies for actually not enough documentaries for just having like a good quality, you know, like good quality five candidates. But if they had done a short, it would have been nominated probably for best documentary, short, <laughs> because that exists, and also best animated. So that's probably true. Is that they miss an opportunity because this is I hope that this doesn't get nominated to best animated movie because that would be hilarious. Can you, uh, no disrespect to whoever wins the Oscars this year, but like, can you imagine if you win an Oscar and you're like, well, I won in the pandemic when there weren't some movies out? <laughs> no, Maslan. Last year was bleak, man. That was a bleak show. I didn't even watch it. No, I didn't watch it either. I That was like the first year in a very, very long time that I didn't watch it because I used to actually force you to come to my place to watch it. Last year, I was like, this is bad. The nominations are, I mean, the nominated are not good. So yep. whoever wins, we all lose. <laughs> uh, and last question, do you think this movie could have been better? To be honest, I don't think so because there's not enough, well, 
if there's more to the story that they just purposely left out, like how he got into an Ivy League college and, you know, therapy he's done to overcome his, I don't know, internalized homophobia, if he even has it, I, I don't know. I don't think that he has, because they don't dive too deep into that part. Yeah, so if there was more to the story, I would say yes, but from what they presented, I don't know how to save what was on the screen. Uh, yeah, my answer is sort of the same. I just think that with the material that they had, if this is like all the material that they had, is that they did as much as they could. If they should have done this, the answer is no. If you actually have like, if you actually sit down and you say, this is what I have for making a story, you should actually think for a second, like, is it a story worthy or being told? Is it enough? Maybe like interview some other people that fled Afghanistan in the 90s? I yeah. Actually, that would be, be a cool idea, you know, or actually just like uh, try to interview, find like gay people from Afghanistan. But it's what I was telling you, like, try to make it about something. Even if it's like centered on these guys, like, try to make it about something that matters. And it's true, refugees, flying home, everything of that matters, but I don't see anything here that I haven't seen before. So, why? It was interesting that, so... They send him out of Russia before his older brother and his mother. And at the end, they have these like closing explanations. And they say the brother and the mom did eventually get out of Russia. His family is spread all over Europe. And that's it. Interview the family. No, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Dude, I I just feel is that this, you could have like the potential for doing like something more, but you center it so much on him. And he doesn't evolve. It's not that it doesn't evolve. It's that he doesn't provide enough meat to make to make this stew interesting. Agreed, completely. So, I honestly don't know what it is, but it's like if this is only that you had, it is like the the material is like just not to Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so, Cortis. Let's do it. This was my pick, so you go first. I'm pretty torn about this. My score has gone all over the place <laughs> during this. Yeah, course. I mean, my score has been like lower and lower, you know, like yep, all the time. Mine too. You know, uh, if I always say that six is good, I think that this is below good. I think that five is mediocre, so I'm going to be like just landing on a five. About like this is mediocre. I I've gone down from like a six to a four. Just because this isn't like I remember some mediocre films. There's more content. I, I I wouldn't say. I don't know. This is probably the worst documentary I've seen in a long, long time. And not that it's terribly bad. It's just not compelling. It's not interesting. And it makes me feel bad because it's not like I don't want to be empathetic to the plight of refugees, which you know. Is, I would argue probably the situation in the world is worse now than it was in 1990. But they certainly didn't allow me to feel empathy. But the thing is, like, if you want to talk about refugees, is that they are like more impactful. I didn't feel like moved by the family, by anything exactly. that happened to them. Yeah. It's just, I, what is missing here? It's like, if you have like such a traumatic experience, there should be more, but the problem is exactly that. Is like they also want to say that oh, you're also gay, so let's just bring it up to the table. Oh, you are also from. Don't bring all of that. Is that just make their lives miserable? 
while they're in Russia, as the, you briefly mentioned, and just make it even worse. The part about the human traffic that they're like psychopaths and they're terrible and blah, blah, blah. I just feel it's like, you're being smuggled into another another you know like country. I mean, you were expecting that they were going to be like flying you on first class on, you know, like Emirates. Is that no? That's not going to be like the case. I mean, probably you have like a bit of a misperception because even me that I'm not a refugee, I already expect that that's going to be like pretty fucking terrible. Like when the mother like gets to the boat and he say, and my mother has a terrible fear of just drowning. Is it? So you weren't expecting that they were going to be like taking you out by boat. On an unsafe boat to get into a country illegally? Surprise! I, I don't know. It just felt like, look, maybe I like too jaded, maybe I like too cynical. But some of the stuff that is happening here, how they present it is a bit more of a delusional way of a more like. And this was a surprise. I said, okay, what, what were what were you exactly expecting? Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I had the same thoughts. Like, this, it's not like you. Yes, you didn't book a plane. You hired someone to put you in a hiding place on a ship yeah. with holes. I think that's that's yeah. the part yeah, yeah, but he presented some kind of way that I was expecting that it's like, oh my God, it's like the, the sisters are going to be like multiple times rape. You know, they're going to be like stealing their kidneys or something. It's like, no, they just risk their lives. You know, for getting there in a way that it was not exactly humane, but that's the reason why they are like human traffickers. They're not about like humanity. It's not like the UN, the United Nations. Is yep. I don't know. I the more I think about it, the more I even like want to lower the score more. Uh, so let's just leave it there. Uh, so for what are we watching next? Because this was also like. Uh, a suggestion that you brought up like some weeks uh, ago and after like watching this i told you like i think that i need to place my palette from this yeah so we we just kind of brought up the the movie cachet by one of our soulmates michael Haneke, um in our conversation from watching lost highway just because there's also this like recording of a family and not being aware where these recordings are being sent from blah 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 um so we just agreed that we would watch it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, yeah, and it had been like, yeah, and it had been like a long time since we saw anything by Haneke. So I think that we were at a point of we are ready to suffer again. We need to cut our emotional wrists just a little bit. Just a tiny bit. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else to say about Flip? I just passed, guys. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. No. There is, there is nothing here. Just yeah, save your time, save your money, do something with your life. Maybe wash your hands for 90 minutes. Yeah, I would. That would have been more entertaining. I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you so much for listening, folks. Bye.